This is LBC News. And it's now 5.23. Uh, let's get straight back to our top story. If you were listening to us here on LBC News around about an hour ago, uh, you would have heard a live uh, press conference uh, with the Defence Press Secretary uh, in the United States, John Kirby, uh, talking about um, the attack that happened at Kabul Airport yesterday and some of the other details of the American involvement in Afghanistan. We can go live to Washington now, uh, where our correspondent Simon Marks uh, joins us, who was listening to the press uh, conference, I believe. I was indeed, David. Let me just bring you some uh, other details, some other updates from here. The president has just uh, sent the cameras out of the Oval Office uh, as he meets the Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. Remember, the Israeli Prime Minister was supposed to be meeting President Biden yesterday, uh, but that got scrubbed because of the crisis in Afghanistan. Uh, we have not yet got the tape from the Oval Office of that uh, those comments that President Biden made at the beginning of the meeting, but I see from the White House pool that he called the mission in Afghanistan dangerous but worthy. He noted that more than 12,000 people have been evacuated in the last 24 hours, which is an extraordinary outcome given the uh, murderous bedlam that was taking place uh, right outside uh, the gates of the airfield. But then he said, I'm not going to take any questions because of the Prime Minister being here on Afghanistan now. So no indication that he had anything more to say on camera about Afghanistan other than those brief comments earlier and I'm not sure that we're going to see or hear from him again today but uh, as you said they have been doing the talking over uh, at the Pentagon they say they now believe that there was only one suicide uh, bomb attack yesterday not two separate attacks that second attack uh, at the Baron Hotel uh, now appears uh, simply to have been a sort of collateral damage caused by the size of the initial explosion when the bomber wearing a suicide vest walked right up uh, to U.S. Marines that were checking people's paperwork on their way into the airport. They say they cannot rule out the possibility of Taliban cooperation with the suicide bomber, who, of course, initially had to get through a first checkpoint patrolled by the Taliban. Yesterday, they said they'd seen nothing to suggest that there had been collusion. They simply said that some members of the Taliban were more scrupulous about engaging in those security checks than others. But then there was an absolutely astounding revelation that came when Jennifer Griffin, the Pentagon correspondent for Fox News, asked of the Pentagon spokesman John Kirby this question. How many ISIS-K prisoners were left at Bagram and are believed to have been released from the prison there? And why weren't they removed before the U.S. pulled out to someplace like Gitmo? Well, um, I, I don't know the exact number. Clearly, it's in the thousands when you when you, when you consider uh, both prisons, because uh, both of them were taken over by the Taliban and emptied. But I, I couldn't give you a precise uh, figure. That is the spokesman for the U.S. Defense Department seeming to confirm that the Taliban released potentially thousands of ISIS-K terrorists who were being held at Bagram and other prisons in Afghanistan as they began their countrywide offensive that led to them uh, seizing power in Kabul on the 14th of August. This is the same ISIS-K that the Pentagon says still covets further attacks on U.S. forces, American citizens and other foreign nationals, plus the Afghans who have assisted them over the last 20 years. 
years, Major General William Taylor of the U.S. Army uh, told reporters at that briefing uh, that the army is able to protect itself from any kind of fresh attempt launched by ISIS-K to uh, launch another terror strike uh, at Kabul airport or anywhere else targeting uh, American interests. Here's what he had to say. We have resources uh, with the CENTCOM commander and with the commanders on the ground and the capabilities uh, to allow us uh, to execute any type of those operations uh, as those are required to do. But they certainly didn't have the capabilities to head off the absolute disaster uh, at the airport yesterday that we now know caused the deaths of 13 American service personnel, two British nationals, as Dominic Raab, the Foreign Secretary, has uh, announced, and we believe at least 170 Afghans, and there are suggestions that that death toll is going to rise further in the hours uh, ahead. There's also another abiding mystery that the Pentagon did didn't really clarify today. They now say that 100,000 people, roughly, have been evacuated from Kabul by the US-led effort since August the 14th. But of those 100,000 people, only 5,000 are American citizens and 7,000 are Afghans who hold those special immigrant visas, the kind of golden tickets that allow them to seek a new life in the United States. So who are the other 88,000? I mean, they're clearly not all foreign nationals from Britain, France or allied countries. Who are the other 88,000 people that the United States has airlifted out of Afghanistan? And to what extent have they all been security checked? And how on earth do US officials know that none of them pose a threat to the United States? All of these questions now swirling and mounting for President Biden after he described yesterday what he said were shared interests that the United States now has with the Taliban to try and make sure that the evacuations continue even even after the last U.S. plane climbs into the sky from uh, Kabul airport at some point on Tuesday. Shared interests, he says, with an enemy the United States has been trying to vanquish for 20 years and an enemy that his officials now suggest may have released thousands of terrorists onto the battlefield in Afghanistan. For President Biden, the crisis here really now only just intensifying. Clearly plenty of questions still to be answered in the coming days. Simon Marks, our Washington correspondent, thank you very much for joining us here on the programme this afternoon.